Welcome back in hour number two of the Bill Michael Show. We are in the Phoenix Convention Center. And uh, we are uh, bringing you all the fun and frivolity that is getting you ready for Super Bowl 57. And uh, you've got uh, the Eagles and the Chiefs. Mike Clemens doing a fantastic. Mike's, by the way, I've had a few people say, well, where's Mike? Mike is with the teams. Mike goes with the teams. Mike uh, is with, uh, he was with Kansas City uh, and Philadelphia yesterday. Then he was at the, uh, the commissioner had a press conference. Uh, right now, upstairs, uh, Rihanna, the halftime show. Chris Stapleton, part of the uh, pregame uh, and such. They're all uh, doing their thing uh, upstairs in the convention center here. They're having the big NFL press conference today. Then Rihanna, the halftime star, is going to be uh, doing her thing uh, coming up here in about 20 minutes. So everybody's upstairs right now. It seems a little less, and I'm thinking, boy, there's not as many people running around here. And then I figured out that's the reason why. It's because uh, there's a lot of them that are upstairs uh, right now covering the halftime press conference. 90th birthday. That's Mike in the middle of the night. I can hear him downstairs in the condo. Bill, <laughs> I was sent a picture effect. last night of Eagles left tackle Jordan Mailata when Mike was over there interviewing the Eagles, and the caption yeah. was, quote, he's so big, in all caps. <laughs> <laughs> Which is true. Yes, big dude, no doubt. Uh, let's do this. Um, Ross Tucker uh, of the Ross Tucker podcast, he's an offensive lineman that played for uh, the New York Giants, as a matter of fact, he played in the NFC Championship game at Lambeau Field. He was the guy that, uh, well, he saw Brett Favre's last pass as a Green Bay Packer. Uh, Ross, I caught up with yesterday after both of us got off the air. He came over to the table and sat down with me. had a terrific conversation and uh, talked a lot about Aaron Rodgers, about the Packers, about the future. Talked a little betting, as a matter of fact, as well. Uh, this is my conversation with Ross Tucker and company. How you been? Awesome, man. How about yourself? I am doing well. Uh, it's always good to see you. So person. how is the response to the My Front Page story? You know what? I, haven't, ha- I haven't had a chance to check, but I'm sh- it's usually always great, man. Yeah. It's always great. For those that, uh, that are listening that don't know exactly what My Front Page story is. Uh, it's a company that I started, and it's by far the best gift you can give someone for Valentine's Day. Yeah. It's a story written all about them. It looks like it's on the front page of the newspaper. It's absolutely beautiful, framed. Your wife will cry when she reads your quotes. Yeah. Happens like every time. It's awesome. It's, uh, it's Oh, my gosh. You guys have Girl Scout cookies here? We do. That is you unbelievable. Need a Girl Scout cookie? Go well, ahead. I just want to see what flavor it is. Erica brings. Uh, okay, brings I mean this good. is not. It's top not three. Fitness. Erica, this isn't top three. Oh, I love Samoas. <laughs> Samoas <laughs> is top three. The there big, you go. Uh, that is awesome. Thank you so much. There you go. I guess I probably should wait till I'm done with the interview with you guys before I actually <laughs> I want to have a full mouth <laughs> talk. Probably not the best idea. Okay. First Thank of you, all, Eric. have uh, at the end of a career, have you ever thought about going into darkness for four straight days, getting food fed to you through a little slot? And water, and I always hope that the ayahuasca is not flowing because in the dark you couldn't find the bathroom, but nevertheless. You know, um, I I hope that I never get rich and or famous enough that I start doing weird stuff. That's right? how I look at it. Yeah. Now, listen, maybe it's awesome. You know, he's talking about Aaron Rodgers, Chris. Yes, you know? <laughs> he's got himself for four days of darkness, right? Right, right. But that's like solitary confinement, right? right. Isn't that yeah. what people try to avoid when yeah. they're in prison? <laughs> yeah. 
And he's paying to do that? Yeah, he's willfully going. How big is the slot that they can fit the food through? I don't know if it's cheeseburger size or... And supposedly you're not allowed to drink, which would really make that problematic. Like, if you could just be by yourself and just, like, they put, like, 80 IPAs in the fridge and you just kind (laughs) of hang out, like, I mean, we could have a discussion at least at that point, but you're not even allowed to drink and it's light deprivation. Let, Let me, you know what's so interesting about him? I am really open to to different ways of doing things. I'm open to trying something, maybe not for four days. I'd maybe try four minutes of that. Right. Um, But I just feel like a lot of his stuff, it it can't play that well to the people in in Wisconsin. I don't think it plays that well to people anywhere. I I think you're right, but especially, like, Wisconsin's like salt-of-the-earth normal people. I think if he did that in the Bay Area of California, or I think there maybe even in Manhattan, like, there's people that'd be like, oh, that's the new age thing. That's the the cool thing to do. But I I just—how many Packers fans are just ready to move on? How many Packers fans are just done with it? I have called—I did a poll, and I got almost 4,000 people that responded, and it's about 70% that said it's it's time. Really? Yeah, it's about 70%. 70% want to move on from it. Wanted him. to move on. Really? Yeah. Wow. And, uh, and Which was interesting because I didn't think it would be that high. But I'll say this. I What I said, had he played an MVP level and they went deep into the postseason and say the defense cost them, I think it would be exactly the opposite. Okay, right. so we didn't have a good season. So you're coming off of a bad season. You're coming off of a season in which you said at training camp, hey, we got new guys. Let Cobb coach him up. I'll show up. I'll be the guy, and I'll walk in. And obviously he can't carry him anymore. But I also think that it is the the cryptic wavering that, you know, he'll say something about, I haven't made a decision yet. You know, hey, this is the week for the Eagles and the, and the Chiefs. I don't want to take anything away from that. And then he adds, but they've been talking to somebody else, and that's interesting to me. As if to say in some way I'm offended, now we all have to analyze what the hell it is he's doing. So you become fatigued with the cryptic I've been crap. fatigued for two years. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm just over it. He loves... It's clear that he loves everybody talking about him. And you can't say that that's not the case when you go on McAfee every week. And right. you, he likes to be the topic of conversation. He's not retiring. He's no, not no. retiring. Now, I think it's pretty clear the Packers want to move on from him, don't they? 95% of me says he comes back. I said 60% of me says he's under center for Green Bay. 30% says that he's somewhere else, and if he just well, wants he to really everybody. Well, he really controls it, right? He really does, because I, I really believe No that one's going to trade for him here, if he doesn't want to go here's the, th- here's the thing. This is what I think is, logically, with the money involved, you've got Jordan Love, you, you know what you have there, everything's set to go ahead and blow it up for a year, take your lumps, and then come back and have money to build. Logically, it's time to move. The, the, the sentimental aspect of this, from what he's told me in conversations I've had from years gone by, is he always wanted to be the most decorated quarterback in Green Bay history. He's got four MVPs. He's clearly technically one of the best quarterbacks, if not the best, to ever step under center. But he has one, t- or one Super Bowl. Bart Starr had two in the modern Super Bowl era. He would like to get that second one. So if there's a sentimentality and Mark Murphy, the president of the Packers, leaves in two years because of the codicil in the presidency, which means at the age of 70 you have to move on. So he'll be 70. He has to leave. I think when you look at that legacy of 30-plus years of, of Hall of Fame quarterback playing only two Super Bowls, that doesn't sit well. So I think if they have an ability to say, we can pay some money, we can maybe get you another vet, things are starting to emerge with Christian Watson and company, our young guys on defense can come together, maybe we can run this back one more time. Let's take a shot at it. 
I think there's a sentimentality that says, I would love to ride off into the sunset with the Lombardi Trophy hoisted high as the most decorated quarterback in Green Bay Packer history. I think there's something to be said for that. And I don't think, but I don't think Gutekunst and LaFleur want that. I think they're ready to move on, too. That might be the case. I mean, maybe what you're saying and, about Murphy might be true. By the way, are you guys legal yet for sports betting? Yes. Wisconsin? Yes. Yes. As a matter of fact, our sponsor, which is one of the uh, the, the Potawatomi Casino, is now putting a sports book inside the, casi- inside the casino, and they're tearing out the theater and putting in a full-fledged sport book now. Have you heard about this micro-betting? Uh, you, through you. I just found out about it a couple weeks ago. It is unbelievable. When we talked about it uh, last week. Yeah, it's unbelievable that you can bet on every play and or every drive. Yeah. Like the NFC Championship game, when the Niners didn't have a quarterback that could throw the ball forward, uh-huh. you could bet Niners to punt or you could bet run, run, run. Right. I didn't even, I mean, uh, that's part of the reason why I teamed up with Chris. <laughs> so you spread the word about Chris it. given him enough money to retire from everything now, correct? He's no, no, but it. guess who is going to be? <laughs> guess who is? Yeah. I, you know, I haven't told Chris this yet, but... I can't stand him because he's going to be so rich. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> I mean, this company is going to absolutely kill it. Absolutely kill it. And Chris is the CEO. Yeah. Talk about it. So we are, uh, Simple Bet is the technology that we sell to the consumer-facing sports books like DraftKings and Caesars and uh-huh. others that enable them to do this in-play micro-betting, right? So the way it works is, we sell our technology. It's like enterprise software. And then we take a piece of the handle through the microbet. So it's like usually what's called a percentage of GGR, gross gaming revenue. Right. But you start to look at, like, the popularity behind microbetting, which we saw uh, 150 160% increase on, in volume uh, over last year on NFL, as an example. Right. And so it's just a, a, a very, very sticky, uh, engaging product that consumers love. It's uh, it has grown exponentially, uh, and it is something that I mean, I, you know, my buddies just in Ohio got it, and they're out of their minds. Yeah. They can actually do it from home, and they're yep. going up against other friends and their community betting, and you know, and it's nothing's crazy. You know, some guys win, some guys don't. His, but his, it's, been, uh, it's but, been really but, uh, what I've always said is it brings the casual fan into the game correct. to enjoy the yep. game more. Yep. Well, that's his background is on the media side, but to me, most of the bets that people are doing they're only two bucks, three bucks, four bucks. Right. And you could do it for baseball. So, like, you know, when the Brewers are playing, tell me that wouldn't be infinitely more entertaining, especially if you're sitting at home or even if you're in the ballpark, yeah. watching the Brewers play the fifth inning, right, or the third inning. If you can actually bet on what's going to happen at that at-bat, like let's say you just have a feeling this guy's going to strike out or maybe you think he's due for a hit and you can bet on that, it just makes it so much more entertaining than the way it used to be. Had I just bet strikeout all last year, I'd be so rich. Because <laughs> yeah, be <laughs> offensively, they just weren't a good baseball for the you know, Brewers. I, yeah. You'll, yeah. You know, this will surprise you, but, like, obviously, in terms of, uh, like, our U.S. culture, football, NFL is by far the most popular sport. But for micro betting, we had more volume in baseball than the NFL. I can see that. It's, it's you know, it's 2,430 games versus 276 games. Right. Even though they're highly, much more visible. But... The number of, of betting markets that you can do in a baseball game it is, is, is thousands per game. So our most popular market right, was about 50% of all of the handle in baseball were pitch-level markets. Is the next pitch going to be a ball, a striker in play? That was like the most popular wow. market. And you could bet it 
and each pitch is only 22 seconds in between each pitch. That's what I was going to say. So at least gonna... then you have a little more time to be able to determine yeah. what it is you want to do. Yep. And, you know, the other, the other uh, really popular market was pitch speed. So oh, you, really? You, okay. knew, you had a fireballer that was like 100 mile an hour. Like we would set markets that said next pitch is going to be more than 98 and a half miles per hour or higher. Yes or no. Like that was a really popular market. What if you're in the stands behind the catcher and you see him like giving the signal or you see where I guess there's not enough time like to see where he sets up. Like if he like if it's a if it's a um, a three oh pitch. I'd be betting the heck out of strike. You know, the guy's going to be taken. Yeah. He's going to throw right down the middle. Right. That's right. I mean, there's there's a lot of opportunity, I feel like, in baseball. Well, yeah, and the, the market's shut. Just like in football, when the when the quarterback goes up under center, the market's close or the, right. it shuts down. Pitcher's foot hit. Hey, let's do this. Uh, ben, hopefully you're there. I just heard everything die, so I'm not quite sure if, uh, if we're still on or not. Ben, you still here? We still good? Yeah, we're good. Okay, just checking. All of a sudden, everything just died. Uh, let's do this. Before we uh, get to break, I want to go a little bit long here. We're bringing in Malcolm Butler, and uh, who obviously, uh, for those that know, watched him uh, make the miraculous pick in the uh, Super Bowl. And uh, XLIX, I think, is was the, uh, the official standing for that uh, particular Super Bowl. And uh, he is here with our guys from Mueller Sports. I'm getting, what the hell? What, John, what am I getting suited up with over here? John, you got to push your button over there. What, what is this? Uh, you're getting suited up with the new Mueller Revive. Okay. It's a compression technology that's uh, best in the industry. Okay. And it's going to make your legs feel so good, relieve soreness, get rid of pain. By the way, you're with Mueller Sports, and for those that don't know, they're, they're from Wisconsin. They're based in Wisconsin. Does, will this get me out in my driveway to shovel? Because it's snowing back there right now. <laughs> I heard it's snowing a lot. Yeah, this will help you. When you're sore afterwards, just to take right? care of it. Yeah. So, Malcolm, first of all, thanks for coming by, man. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. So, when you come back to Super Bowl every year, that's the way you're introduced now. You went from being a guy that was a, a D-back, you're trying to help your team, to making the biggest play and the biggest moment and the biggest game. And to give Tom Brady the look on his face that everybody paid more attention to than your own wide-eyed going, holy crap, they're throwing the football. I can't believe they're not handing it off to Marshawn Lynch. Um, yeah, man. <laughs> it, 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 it was it's unbelievable, man. I, I was shocked, but I worked hard and I prepared. And, you know, when you do things like that, good things come your way. And uh, you just got to stay dedicated and focused, man. And. Uh, locked in, man. You never know what's going to happen. So when you, you you get, did you get the truck, by the way? Was it the truck you got or the co- uh, yeah, car? Yeah, yeah, I, I got the truck. Yeah, it's at the house. I, Is I, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I took some trash out on it the other day. <laughs> <laughs> so you say, in essence, you collected Russell Wilson's trash, and now you've taken that and uh, made it into your own. So um, when you sit in it, you just go, smells like a championship. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somewhat, somewhat, man. Um I just, I just every time I look at, it, I'm like, man, I got a free truck. You know, I'm glad that he uh, took care of the taxes. Right. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. It's, it's, it's a truck. It's, it's more than a truck to me. It's like a trophy, um, which I would, I, I would swap it out for that trophy that he got. Right. Oh, uh, that's that's for sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm thankful. I'm grateful. And uh, yeah, man, it's it's, it's a once in a lifetime thing happened. So going into this game. 
and we've got so many different perspectives, but you know what it's like to play in this game. Not to mention, you know what it's like be, to be here in Arizona. I mean, and being at, where did you guys practice? At the uh, Cardinals facility or over in Tempe at uh, the Sun Devils uh, facility? I think we practice at the Sun Devils facility. Okay. I think so. So you go through all of this, you get ready for this particular game, and under Bill Belichick, it's a business trip. So talk a little bit about that in the lead up to this game and both what Kansas City and Philadelphia are most likely going through right now. Um, so basically, man, you, you don't want to get distracted with all the media, all the all the festivities going around. You want to stay locked in. You want to stay focused. You want to treat it like a, a regular game, but it's not a regular game. It's a, it's a big game. You know, all the hype going around, all the advertisement, and um, every, 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 it's a lot of distractions, man. You just got to stay focused and locked in and um, study film, man, and try not to overthink it, but know it's a – it's a um, it's a it's a big game, and um, just just practice, practice, stay safe, practice, stay out the way, don't get in any trouble, and uh, go out there and handle your business on the field, man. That's all about just going out there and winning. When, because the entire world thought thought Marshawn Lynch was getting the handoff. When you saw them not, did you see that pass coming? Did ju- jumping that route? Did you did you was that something you'd seen before? Um. So yeah, we pr- we went over in practice and um. I I, I I didn't execute the the play right at practice. You know, I I went in front of what the wide receiver in the game, but at practice I went underneath. I don't know what made me go underneath. I don't know who can make that type of play, but right. I'm glad Bill Belichick uh Bill Belichick corrected me. But um in the game, you know, it's it's it is they call call goal line three corners. So the box is full, three wide receivers, three corners. If they run the ball, hey, that's the A-gap. Right. I, I'm not expecting them to throw a toss right. on the two-yard line or whatever yard line it was on. So um, I just, you know, I, t- I said to myself, if I see this guy uh, put his foot in the ground, I'm going. I'm right. breaking on the ball because I've seen it at practice already, and I'm glad I went with my gut and believed in myself, and boom, there go a ring. And now you're a hero. Yes, sir. Yeah. There yes, is sir. not a beer to be bought in New England. That you're ever going to have to pay for hey, ever again. <laughs> I don't know about that one, man. I, I don't know about that one. I paid for one uh, last time I was up there. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, we got to talk a little bit about this from Mueller Sports before I, I blow up because the, uh, the the compression. Whatever these things are, what is this, John? Hey, um, yeah. The, the, the Mueller's, the, the revived Mueller uh, Sports things, man, they, they work so well, man. I'll be working out, training, running, training with kids, and I come home, I'll be sore and uh, not want to do anything. I don't have my legs, and I, I just slip on these and sit there for about 30 minutes. I probably put 30 more minutes on there because right. they work so good, man. They work so good. Wow. So, and, yeah, man, if, if you want to get back on your feet, you're having a long day at work or you're feeling sore or you, or you, uh, you don't want to go get a massage or your wife don't want to rub, you put these on. You'll be just... <laughs> You'll, do, you'll be just all right, man. Wife doesn't want to roll. <laughs> yeah. You know, when they blow up, I look like a hockey goalie. Yeah. I mean, they're that big, man. Holy mackerel. Yeah. This is this is kind of cool. So what, What? because uh, Mueller's involved in so much, John, sure. whether, when it comes to sports medicine and, uh, you know, braces, ankle braces, arm braces, you name it. Where where, where did this come from? Yeah, um, uh, Bill, Mueller's been the leader in sports medicine for 60 years, and yeah. we're always trying to find the next innovation to help the athlete, help the regular Joe you know just be able to perform better we say keeping you active in a game of life whatever your game is and so we say you know what's the latest technology and we found this one a few years ago and been working on developing it it is the best in terms of it's called pneumatic sequential compression so it's moving your blood and your lymphatic fluids through your body 
and helping relieve soreness, reduce inflammation, getting you back to doing whatever you love to do. And as Malcolm said, it feels great while it's happening. It does. Yeah. It really does. I mean, the pressure, you start to go, oh, I feel like I'm like in a, in a Cobra vice over here. And then when it releases, it's like, wow, does that feel good? Good stuff. I know you guys got to run. Uh, by the way, I've been told to tell you, as my buddy Joe DeGuano says, uh, it really sounds nice to say the Bill Michaels Mobile Studio brought to you by Mueller Sports Medicine. Just thought I'd throw that out there. <laughs> Leave that out there for you. Love it. Love Malcolm, it. it's great to meet you, man. It's great to see you. Congratulations on one hell of a play that's going to live in infamy and football lore from now until the end of time. And uh, these things are absolutely, I wish I could keep them, but these things are absolutely awesome for running around this place for sure. But, guys, thanks for stopping by. Yes, okay? Yes, Appreciate sir. Thank it. you. Thank Let's you. do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break, and I'm going to sit here and relax for a little while. we got more of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. show we are on the air we are live we're here in uh, in radio row in the media center three days six hours counting as we get ready for uh, super bowl 57 and thanks to malcolm butler boy i i, I know we kind of got to jumbled up there and we went back to back so we got short segments coming up but uh, thanks to malcolm butler and john and the gang from mueller sports coming up that's fun that's good stuff Boy, what what an insight that malcolm butler the day, the days leading up to that Super Bowl, they had seen that play from Russell Wilson and company numerous times, and he made the mistake over and over and over again in practice. And what Bill Belichick had told him to do the night before the Super Bowl stuck in the biggest moment of the game when they ran that play, and he finally got it right in the biggest moment. Man, what a what a what a terrific story to listen to Malcolm Butler tell it that way. Interesting stuff. Uh, by the way, uh, coming out of Milwaukee, it appears like anyway that uh, Jay Crowder is coming to the Milwaukee Bucks. And uh, Sham Sharina said the Bucks are getting uh, Jay Crowder in a trade with Brooklyn for five second-round picks. Five second-round picks. Um, I can't argue with that. Ben, when was the last time? Uh, you had a handful of second-round picks that you were like, oh, God, that's your franchise changer right there, right? Well, it's almost as if they were negotiating a trade and the Bucks said, yeah, give us five seconds to, to – or the the right. Nets, I guess, said, oh, no, give us five seconds to think about it. And the Bucks thought that they literally meant second-round picks. <laughs> so they did so it. So they said, yeah, go ahead. What the hell? And they did it. So they uh, they get five second-round picks. And, uh, oh, okay. I'm, I'm not going to disagree with that. I'll take that in a heartbeat. Um, so what does this do now? Does, uh, do, are the Bucks now the clear favorite when it comes to, uh, when it comes to the, the East now? Does that put them up and over? It gives them some shooting prowess. And it, it kind of gives them the, 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 what I would call like the junkyard dog that uh, would be like P.J. Tucker-esque. Not only can he shoot... Uh, but he can also he, he can be some nasty. He can be the guys that's going to pick. The, he's going to be the guy that's going to pick up the scraps on the floor as well. You know. Yeah, I don't know where it puts them in terms of Boston. I mean, the Bucks haven't been healthy all season, so right. it's really hard to say what exactly they can be when we haven't seen them all on full cylinder. And I get that's kind of the nature of the NBA season. Sometimes is you don't see the teams at their best until the playoffs. I I think they were close to Boston anyway. They have the best player. So you expect him to be there. 
But yeah, it's a good move. I think this is a guy that could help them get over the Celtics if they do meet again. Uh, if uh, you got a comment, you can go ahead and shoot it to us via the uh, the uh, the Bud Light live stream for those that are watching uh, on YouTube or on Facebook and Twitch TV. You can also find us over on Twitter if you want to drop us a note and give us your thoughts as the Bucks do make a move. I mean that is one of the the things that uh, you know happening today that's kind of stealing some of the headlights and headlines and such from down here at Super Bowl, at least back in our own backyard. Like I said earlier today, the big story here, other than Super Bowl being in town and the Waste Management Open and the Phoenix Open being in town, was the fact that uh, Kevin Durant is coming to uh, Arizona. He's coming out to Phoenix. And uh, a lot of the sports talk stations uh, are just a buzz with that. By the way, did I say this yesterday, Ben, that the sports talk stations out here, not that good? Yep. Yeah, you said they were ripping on wow. Sirianni for saying that he liked They were Philly killing Sirianni yesterday. Yeah. Which is they were, pandering 101. Every coach yeah. does that. <laughs> they were just, you know, and, I, I, and it, I'll be honest with you. It sounds like New York transplants that are trying to be like Mike and the Mad Dog from years gone by, radio shows like that, that just can't match it, don't have the wit to match it. Um, it just, God, I... I listen because I always I listen because people say, well, why do you listen? And I always listen for, to learn something. I'm trying to learn something. You know, obviously the Phoenix Suns have a new owner out here, uh, and he had talked about not really rocking the boat. And then, you know, must have been five minutes after that, he probably picked up the phone and said, yeah, we'll go ahead and take him and then bring in Kevin Durant. But, you know, they got a new owner out here after everything that had gone on behind the scenes with the Phoenix Suns organization and such. And, uh, and so that owner out, new owner in, then they make a splash trade. Uh, they were talking about bringing in – um, for, uh, you know, former uh, former NBA player Isaiah Thomas, uh, who has his own issues, and they said, no, we want to do things with character. We want to do things that are upstanding. We want to do things the right way. And Isaiah Thomas brings in some baggage. He was sued when he was with the New York Knicks op- operation and, and lost that lawsuit. They they had to pay. Uh, and so he comes in with some, some negativity uh, along the way, uh, and plus a guy that is not liked by many. To be perfectly honest with you, they thought that he was coming here. That report was out. They quickly quashed that, and then they make a trade for Kevin Durant. So that went on. And then we hear just after that, Jay Crowder, who goes to the Brooklyn Nets, and the Kevin Durant deal uh, now is becoming a Milwaukee Bucks. So and the Bucks trading away some draft choices to get him. So good stuff for the Bucks. Uh, I think it's fantastic. Uh, now you just got to wait and see if you can't get all the Milwaukee Bucks' entire roster healthy. And uh, and kind of peaking at the right time. And again, it all go back. It all goes back to what I've been saying for a long time: is you got to be good, you 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 got to be lucky, and then you got to be hot and healthy down the stretch. So they still have the unofficial second half of the season coming up. Get through, uh, you know, get through the next month, and then really start to you know kind of hone it together throughout the month of March into April as you head into the postseason. So hopefully the Bucks can do that. Um, got a lot uh, else coming up today. Good stuff with Ross Tucker, by the way. Uh, Ross Tucker had a terrific uh, and very laxed insight when it came to, one, you don't figure you're going to leave the money on the table, much like uh, even though uh, Lee Steinberg, the agent, said kind of the same thing. You don't leave that amount of money on the table, but guys are at this point in their career, it's not all about the money anymore. You're pretty much set for the rest of your life, so now you're looking for the best situation and the best way to leave your legacy. And he kind of thought, you know, it seems like, the Packers want to move on, at least from what he's hearing. Uh, on the other hand, like Lee says, if I'm an agent, I'm calling and saying, what's in your heart? And it's up to Aaron Rodgers. So uh, while we have some differing, differing perspectives here, uh, I think overwhelmingly everybody believes as much as we know it is actually in the hands 
of the Green Bay Packers for what it is they want to do because the Packers could do whatever, but they work so hard to kind of restore that image and and that that player relationship image with you know the upper management and the brass. They don't want to be callous in this sense and then just turn around and treat them like a piece of meat and a commodity. So they are being uh, careful in that sense and walking that line to keep that image clean, I guess, for lack of a better term. So uh, a lot of that talk still going on down here for sure. Uh, Let's do this. We are going to take a quick break, come back on a lot more broadcasting live out here in Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, Radio Row, we're glad to have you along for the ride. Hopefully you've enjoyed the week-long broadcast as well. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Skipper Buds. Many of you chimed in with Skipper Buds at the boat show and uh, got a hold of my friend Todd over there and have made some deals, and that's absolutely fantastic. Keep thinking of them as you start to dream more and more about summer. And don't forget Skipper Buds, 262-544-1200, 262-544-1200. And if you're thinking about maybe a place to dock the boat, pull it up on Pewaukee Lake, dock it at the Sunset Grill, Go in, get yourself some good food, enjoy yourself, a little karaoke on Thursday night. They got bingo. They have all that kind of good stuff. Then you get into the weekend, you catch some sports, good food, friends, sun. It's all right around the corner. If you go out there now, you can still watch the big game and check out some of the people out there fishing uh, in the ice shanties out there on the Pewaukee Lake, provided that the rain didn't, you know, kind of you know weaken the ice, so to speak. But that being said, good stuff with our friends at the Sunset Grill as well. Stay tuned. We got more of the Bill Michael Show coming up next. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back to the program. Good to have you. Broadcasting live down here, Radio Row. We're in Phoenix, Arizona in the Convention Center, getting you ready for Chiefs and Eagles, which is coming up on Sunday. Don't forget, if you're going to get those last-minute needs for your uh, for your home tailgate party, getting you ready for uh, the big game, you can swing in to our friends over at Quick Trip. They have the beer caves. If you're looking for the, the basics, the bread, the milk, the eggs, all that kind of stuff, you can swing in there. Uh, however, if you're looking, like I said, the beer cave, you can go in. You can even get, like, chicken tenders and such, pizzas, which are fantastic, burgers, whatever it happens to be. You can get things that you can grill if you're going to maybe step outside, do a little grilling. Open up the garage door. You can do that. Uh, plenty of stuff from our friends at Quick Trip. The best part about it is you go to Quick Trip, use your Quick Rewards card. You're always earning money. You're always earning discounts. That's our friends over there at Quick Trip. So thanks to them for being a part of the program. Yeah, the big news for the Milwaukee Bucks is that uh, you've got Jay Crowder for five second-round picks coming to the Milwaukee Bucks and a lot of reaction coming in regarding that deal. And uh, that being said, it is... Um, I call it like a uh, Ben. I said he's PJ Tucker esque or PJ Tucker like. He gives you some better offense, but he's a scrappy dude, and, and you know he it's a short flight. He could probably end up in uh, L.A. for the game tomorrow. Is it tonight or tomorrow that the Bucks are in L.A.? Ooh, I think it's tonight. Uh, so he could already be there, uh, getting relatively acclimated to his new team. If not, I would assume he'll meet them in the next jaunt. But uh, that being said. Uh, they get a guy that's that's scrappy. They get a guy that that you know likes to go to the floor. They get a guy that likes to be that junkyard dog, but can also a little bit better than PJ Tucker could pop it from outside. So I'm I'm all for it. I I, I like this deal. I think it's a good deal. Um, I I think the Bucks just got better. Now the big thing for the Bucks um, is that they they got to get healthy. Uh, it is any of their 
and I'm not even going to call it failure, but is any of their issues that they've had this year when it comes to uh, when it comes to some of their losses, any of that do you feel is on Budenholzer? Because I, I, I mean, I don't. I know some people. I'm, I'm getting people that say, "Well, that's great, but you still got to get Budenholzer fired." First of all, Budenholzer uh, coaches team to a championship, so you can't take that away from him. You can't say it's just because. You know, it's the same thing they said about Phil Jackson when you had immense talent around you, and they won championships. Well, it wasn't Phil; it was Michael. And, and only until you got behind the scenes to realize, oh no, Phil had a lot to do with that. He had a lot to do with the manipulation and the ability to be able to kind of massage all the egos and put them all together in the right. It was a, a much more diverse and weird group, but between him and Michael Jordan, they were able to put it all together. But now, when you look at the box and where the box stand, 37 wins, 17 losses on the season, uh, I think five of those losses come with 25-plus point leads. The only thing I can say in regards to uh, a guy like Coach Budenholzer would be, you know, eh, this team just completely becomes bereft of defense at times other than that i'm i'm okay i just can't figure out sometimes when this team just decides not gonna not gonna not gonna play any defense and specifically beyond the arc but then again i look around and there's not many teams that do if you're a poor shooting team you're not winning a lot of games especially beyond the arc but if you're a good shooting team and teams don't get a hand in your face you're always going to have a run in you. You're always going to keep it close. You're always going to be that way. So I, I'm not overly concerned about it. I, I think that the, the Bucks are a, a good team. I just think at times they are bereft uh, of the ability to defend. Let's do this. We're going to step out, take a quick break, come back. we got a lot more to get to. We are live, Radio Row. We're sitting here in Phoenix in the Convention Center and the Media Center. We'll be back right after this. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you back and welcome. We are broadcasting. We are live inside the Phoenix Convention Center and the Media Center, and we are three hours or three days, five hours, 39 minutes and counting until we get the Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles. Welcome back to the program and the Bill Michaels Show. We are joined here at the table. Uh, Jeff Smallian, uh, I, I tell you what, it is so uh, such an honor to have you here. And uh, just for the fact that uh, you are, you're kind of the guy that really started all of this. Yes, and I have to admit, I marvel. I have never been to Radio Row before. And when I think about when we started WFAN, which was the first one of these in 1987, and everybody thought it was going to be a disaster. Yeah. Um, I have a favorite saying in life, the line between being a genius and an idiot is very fine. Mm -hmm. And in my book, I have a chapter, Idiot to Genius, and that was WFAN because yeah. nobody thought it would work. Uh, it was something I had thought about when I was in college. Um, and when I took it to our managers and said, let's do all sports radio, they said that will never work. Um, and then they said, well, let's try it for fun. Right. And uh, for the first, I think, year, it was called the Vietnam War of Emmas, uh, Smolian's Folly. Right. Um, and then we bought the NBC stations and put Imus on and Chris and the Mad Dog, and the thing took took off, and I, I went from idiot to genius. I Because uh, I, I remember people ask me about when I was a kid and listening yep. to sports talk, this is always what I wanted to do if I wasn't yep. playing. And uh, I used to listen to Bob Trumpy. Yep. And when at WOW. Right. And that was fascinating. It was a hugely rated show. Yep. And then when the concept of 24-7 sports and local yep. 
came yep. up, it's like that, that, that. No, yep. you can't do that. Yep. It's just a segment. And now look where we are today. Yep. And you started all of this. Yeah. It's just amazing. I'm very proud of it. I, yeah. I, I marvel. Um, like I said, looking around here, coming to Radio Row, because I've been in a number of Super Bowls, but I've never come to Radio Row. Yeah. It's absolutely fascinating. The, uh, the Well, the, to now have the concept of not just Radio Row. Yeah. But to what it's ballooned into of all these podcasts and everything. And again, you look at this and you say the consumption of the entertainment and business of sports is mind boggling. Well, when you look at what uh, 80 or 90 of the top 100 television shows in America are are sports, most of them the NFL, but also everything else. um, It just means so much to people. I uh, it was interesting. I was. Years ago, I was an intern, and one of the television sports reporters at the time, we uh, Huggins and Bob Huggins was at the University of Cincinnati. Bobby yep. Knight was in, at Indiana. Yep. They were killing the guys in the media. I mean, yep. ripping them afterwards. I yep. was an intern. I had questions. And the guy leaned over to me, and he says, if all of this goes away tomorrow, yep. Wall Street still opens up and the whole thing, yep. and this is all crap. So don't be afraid of anything. Absolutely right. And, Absolutely right. But look at the business of this now. It's gigantic, yeah. absolutely monumental, and um, and it, it, because it matters to people. I think that's the most important thing. I think when you find something, you know, Karl Marx used to say religion's the opiate of the masses. Well, the opiate of the masses today is sports. Mm-hmm. It's what people, it's the great diversion. It's the great unifier. People can get together and talk about it and rally around their teams, and it, it just matters to people. When you did it, it was also hitting the right personality. Absolutely. Um, that, how important was that when you began searching to start, try to say, we need to put this thing together? Well, I think we learned the hard way. Um, the, the first personalities didn't work. Um, the station was too national. It wasn't local. Um, and I think with Van, when we started doing New York sports and bringing personalities who really understood New York sports, everything took off. Jeff Smullyan, the uh, really the godfather, I guess, for lack of a better term. That's what they they tend to call you when they say introduce him. This is what you're introduced as, is the, <laughs> guy, the godfather of, uh, of, of sports radio and sports talk. Joining us here at the table, uh, you got the book that's out now, yep. Never uh, Ride a Roller Coaster Upside Down. Right. So, first of all, uh, I would agree with that because I'd get sick and throw up on uh, whoever's below me. Uh, but secondly, <laughs> that being said, explain what the book is all about. Well, I, um, I would drive my daughter who's now a freshman in college to school every day from kindergarten until well since she fired me when she got her driver's license <laughs> um and we just talk about life what did i learn lessons stories and one day she said dad you got to write this down nobody would ever believe these stories so when covid came i started writing just about all the crazy experiences sent it to a couple of friends and they said you know you really got a book here so the next thing I knew, I had an editor who was very helpful in tightening things down and amplifying, telling me, write more about this, cut this out. And then we got an agent, we got a publisher, and it's just been a lot of fun. Yeah. Probably the most gratifying thing I've ever done. When you sit back and, like you said, you look at all this and you've never been to Radio Row before, yeah. and you think, had it not been? Yeah. I mean, do you think, you know, like they talk about people on mountains in different countries having the exact same idea yeah. that we would be here today? Yeah, I think we would because somebody would have had the idea. I mean, yeah. I was just the first and uh, we had to endure a lot. We had the wherewithal to endure the losses. So maybe the next guy who had it instead of me would have lost a lot of money and thrown it up. But, you know, I, I'm a believer that it would have happened. Uh, see, let me ask you this because when you talked about the believers, yeah. the the people that invest early. Yeah. They don't get the return right away. Well, you can't find panicky people when that happens. Yeah, and I've always said, and I've done this, and if you read the book, you'll see where it worked and it didn't. 
the, you know, again, the line between being a genius and idiot is very fine. When it works, you're a genius. Mm-hmm. When it doesn't, you're an idiot. And, uh, you know, pioneers sometimes find the promised land. And, and sometimes pioneers get arrows in their back before they, you know, get to the promised land. Mm-hmm. So, and I've lived both sides of that. Uh, your, I, you know, always get asked about best memories and things like that. And I don't yeah. really want to go there. But what I want to do is your poignant moment when you went, okay. You know, because everybody's got that moment. That well, there I, were a I lot can sit of them. back and go, okay, this is, this is it. Yeah, I think when, when you know, our, our first big station in Los Angeles took off, uh, when our first station took off and you knew that, oh, my gosh, we're going to make this. Uh, but the point in moments, I think, when we survived, when the economy collapsed and the industry collapsed. Yeah. I think those are the point in moments when you say you had a group of people who hung together. They worked hard. They were collaborative. And they solved a problem that most people didn't think they could solve. And most of their peers didn't solve. I've always said, while you get a lot of these nationally syndicated people, which yep. is fantastic, and they bring you that perspective, yep. there is still something about waking up every day and turning that on right. as you're making your coffee to the person that knows you in your own backyard. Absolutely right. And, and I a think lot that, of people don't get that anymore. It, it, absolutely right. I've always thought that, the, and that was key with fan, make it local to New York. If I'm in Indianapolis or you're in Milwaukee, you know, you care about the Packers, you care about the Bucks, you care about the Badgers. Same thing in Indianapolis. You know, we care about the Colts and the Pacers and IU and Purdue. And it, it's something that matters in people's lives. Yeah. It's no, always 100%, 100%. the case. Always the case, Bill. It is awesome to talk to you. I wish I could sit here for two hours and pick your brain. and just. This uh, has been fun. It's it's awesome. And congratulations. Thank you. For lack Thank of you. a better term. Well, I mean, and I hope people will laugh at the book. They People have the, the, the gratifying thing is people have read it. And it's made them laugh, and it's brought them some fun lessons. Uh, where can they get the book before we let they you can, go? They can get the book wherever they buy books. You go on a, if you type in Jeff Smolian or Never Ride a Roller Coaster, it'll pop up on Amazon or Barnes & Noble. You can click a button, and you can have it. There you go. Jeff Smolian joining us here at the table. Uh, appreciate it so much. Thanks thank for you. coming by. Thanks, Absolutely Bill. awesome. Congratulations on the book. Thank okay? you. Thank you. And thank, thank you for what you did, because I wouldn't be here without you. <laughs> That's Thanks, awesome. Bill. There you go. Jeff Smolian joining us for a couple of minutes here on Radio Row and <laughs> And uh, just a uh, uh, tremendous, tremendous story. So if you get a chance, go buy the book, Never Ride a Roller Coaster Upside Down, The Ups and Downs and uh, the Reinvention of the Entrepreneur by Jeff Smolian. And uh, really, really good stuff. We're going to take a quick break. Coming up after the top of the hour, guys uh, and girls, we've got to the Hall of Famer. Carl Eller is going to be joining us. Also, we're going to hear from Kyle Turley. We're going to hear from Jim McMahon. Uh, we got Leonard Wheeler coming up. we got a whole lot more broadcasting live here at Radio Row. And anybody else that we can possibly snag along the way, we'd love to have swing by the table and come over and say hello. We've got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show. Two hours down, two hours yet to go. We're here in Phoenix at the Convention Center. Stay tuned. we got more right after this. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe. We're this way, we're this way, Jim. you feel rejuvenated now? Walking on air, baby. You want to try it? You want to use them again? No. Really? Because I didn't sit there.